This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. As the second year of the Dillon Creek Wetlands Restoration Project on Cortez Island is coming to an end, Project Manager Miranda Cross gives an overview of the creek's natural history. She explained that European settlement brought changes to the landscape. It's very, very hard to find an unaltered stream in British Columbia or around the world. It's actually really hard because logging in the early days, logging and early settlers, there was really little record of what they were doing. I've just been reading about the early cowboy pioneers up in the Chilcotin and they were going into these places that had never seen white people, settlers, and they were looking for areas that they could dig ditches by hand and, and drain the water away to make cattle meadows. This is in the early 1900s. The, these books I'm reading, which are basically memoirs and novels, um, historical novels, are some of the only records of this modifications. It was like the Wild West when the early settlers arrived here and with logging and and cattle grazing and mining and agriculture, it is very difficult to find an unaltered stream. You will still hear the sound of water trickling in a natural stream because there is always this slope it's moving downhill but there's natural permanent vertical grade control in place whether it's rock or tree roots and fallen logs that fall into streams are nature's way of doing vertical grade control sometimes we use logs if the soil is going to remain saturated and the logs will stay wet then they won't rot and so they will work really well for vertical grade control So sometimes if it's a permanently saturated site, then we would use logs across the floodplain as vertical grade control, just like you would see in a natural stream system. So, you know, there is this point in Dillon Creek where the clearing stopped and it's second growth forest above there. It's been logged, but in some places like in Carrington or or other places, they would drag the logs out the streams they would skid them out and drag them out because it's the low point and it's easy. But in doing so, they basically straightened and ditched those streams, which continue to incise and erode today. In Upper Dillon Creek, I don't think they did that because the stream is quite sinuous and it's actually quite intact. It's quite healthy looking up there. In some places we see rock in the stream that's working as vertical grade control. In other places we see a lot of these fallen logs they fall in, just kind of settle there, and, and there's sediment and um, rocks and everything building up behind them. And usually you get a little pool down below them, so it's great habitat for fish and frogs. So when you hear water flowing over that, it's not continuing to erode uphill because there's a vertical grade control of either roots or logs or rock. But when we have these ditches, we've disturbed all that natural vertical grade control. And if you just see a little waterfall that's just soil, like that is moving and it's deepening and widening the stream channel as it's moving. So the threat of not taking action to repair these damages in all of the altered streams is that these little waterfalls are moving their way upstream and they're putting at risk the forests surrounding them. What about the mouth of Dillon Creek? 
where those fields are being restored to wetlands? We don't have historic air photos from before those fields were made at Linnea. What we can assume from looking at the surrounding landscape that hasn't been altered is that it would have been big cedar swamps, pits and mounds with very large trees and saturated soils, as well as probably beaver ponds. There's beaver active in the watershed. We have the beaver pond over at Quas Park. There's beaver um, elsewhere in the watershed upstream and downstream. It's a big flat floodplain area. So it would have been a patchwork or a mosaic of wet meadows and possibly fen and open water areas. And then these big cedar forested swamps or possibly cottonwood. In order to create the fields, Dillon Creek, which would have been this kind of meandering braided channel, a network of slow moving little channels through this landscape, had to be first moved to the side of the fields, which in nature, we don't ever see streams right at the base of a hill. They're usually in the middle of the valley. Um, That's just water flows to the lowest place. So the stream got moved to the base of the hill on the east side of the fields. And in order to do that, it had to be channelized. So heavy equipment was used to dig a very deep ditch and move the stream to the side. And when you dig a ditch, the elevation of water that's in the ground, that's stored in the soils, that is reduced to the bottom of the ditch. So if you have a one meter deep ditch, then you're lowering the elevation of water in the soils by one meter. In some cases at Linnea, the ditch is three meters deep. That's a very, very deep ditch. And so the capacity of the soils to store water as well as carbon has been reduced greatly. And because the stream is channelized, so the other thing that happens when you channelize a stream is you're putting it into a very narrow channel when it used to spread out. And when the stream has access to its floodplain and it can, in a very minimal rain event, it can access the the banks of the stream and flood and spread out, then you dissipate the energy of the water. It slows down, it spreads out, it has time to infiltrate into the soils and the vegetation takes it up and it doesn't cause erosion. But when you have this narrow channel that it has steep vertical sides, the the stream doesn't have access to its floodplain. So rather than spreading out and slowing down, it has high shear stresses on the sides of that ditch or stream and it erodes the banks, particularly when there's a highly erodible soil like this glacial till that we have in the valley. So in order to repair that kind of situation, we would look for key locations that where head cuts are forming or where we can peel the banks back. So head cuts are like little waterfalls where a head cut or a waterfall in a stream channel or a ditch is actively eroding so that when you hear that sound of water flowing, that's actually what you're hearing is erosion. And so we look for those places and we do a technique called vertical grade control. So that can be using large diameter logs or ideally rocks because rocks are really permanent. Using heavy equipment, using an excavator, we would dig a trench across the floodplain in a location where we see a head cut and we would install these really large boulders across the floodplain. 
And that allows the change in elevation or the stream to go from higher to lower over the rocks, but it doesn't allow the stream to continue to erode. So by doing that, we can restore or at least protect the elevation of the water in the stream. The other thing we would do is, you know, when you dig a ditch, you need to have a spoil pile. So when the, the most efficient thing when you're digging a ditch is you're digging the ditch down a line and then you're piling the soil next to where you're digging. You don't want to be moving the soil. That takes time and energy. So when we have these really high banks, sometimes it's because when they were digging the ditch, they just piled the soil next to the banks. What Tom Biebighauser, my mentor, says is if we don't move the soil, the stream will move the soil. In some locations, we can peel that soil back away from the ditch or the stream. And in doing so, we lower the height of the banks and we allow the stream to gain access to its floodplain. Where we do that, we can recontour the landscape adjacent to the stream to make these little off-channel wetlands like we did at the first phase of Dillon Creek restoration. Those are the techniques we would be using, like moving the soil out of the stream so it, the stream can't take it and transport it to the lakes. And also installing vertical grade control so the stream can't continue to, to um, incise and lower the elevation of water. And of course, we'd be working on revegetation and monitoring and, and wildlife monitoring throughout the process. You've been listening to Miranda Cross, Project Manager of the Dillon Creek Wetlands Restoration Project on Cortez Island, talk about the creek's natural history. In the next episode, she gives an overview of how the project is proceeding. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>